From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you. We have uh, made it to June, June 1st to today. Uh, Ole Miss and Arizona scheduled to play baseball in two days, but there's a big tropical depression storm bearing down on Cuba and South Florida. So we'll see what that looks like. We will talk weather. I guess we need to get your your, your buddy Wolf on and see what he's got going on here. For, for oh, Friday. yeah, we could. could kind of see what the weather's going to do when, when they could get it cleared out. Over the course of the uh, the weekends, we'll talk about that. Um, spring meetings had day one that resembled more of a soap opera or internet memes more than actual information, but there's some stuff there. We'll dig through it a little bit. We'll see where it goes the rest of the week. That and more coming up on the show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Hexon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the lunch specials that are five sixty nine two sides bread, 32-ounce drinks. Also, check out their hide case. they got ribs. Wet or dry, you can call ahead, have them picked up, make dinner easy for you with the Blue Sky location here in Oxford. When you also do that, you can get some gas. You can download the Exxon Mobile app, 1,000 bonus points, 10 bucks right there at the pump, free when you do that with the Exxon Mobile app. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Great service, great products. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. You'll find out what that means when you make the call. Uh, we're guests join on uh, the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, also in New Albany. And don't forget... There's a, um, there's the opening of, it's opened rafters on the water out at Sardis. So I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is usually the schedule. I need to find that out, but he'll be open this weekend. Go out and enjoy, uh, burgers and margaritas and beer and sun, all of that stuff out at rafters on the water in Sardis. So I guess we'll lead off with weather. Um, Ole Miss traveling to Coral Gables today. Uh, I think they're on two different, two separate flights. I saw that somewhere. Um, some aircraft shortage stuff. Um, anyway, uh, NCAA handles a lot of your travel for the postseason, so you're a little more of their whim versus yes. uh, versus you doing whatever you would like to do, what you typically would do. I, 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 they're paying for it, so I guess that's part of it. But also, they try to do this whole well, it would be an advantage if you whatever. It's like okay, shut up, but not really. But sure. Um, you know, very fair, balanced organization. Um, so weather. I when I first saw this because somebody pulled up the weather for the weekend and I just saw rain. I'm like, well, yeah, it's South Florida. It rains for like 30 minutes and it blows over and great. Yeah, sure, it says thunderstorms. You went, oh no, there is a potential hurricane bearing down on the uh, on the coast right now, or at least out in the uh, out in the ocean. Tropical depression. That is correct. Yes. Um, it's the remnants of a hurricane. It right? is, yes, that is correct. Hurricane yeah. Agatha that broke up or did whatever it did. Yeah, over the Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah. Yep. This apparently, I, from talking to people on the coast, where we're looking at a really bad hurricane season because of the temperatures 
off of like Australia in the water like eight months ago or something, like okay. however that works. Yeah, All right. apparently that's a thing. So, yeah, I think we've got to batten down the hatches or whatever, if you will. So looking at it here, uh, again, we'll do this quickly because it's incredibly boring pod, but it's it's relevant to the situation. On Friday, 90% chance of rain. It's going to rain. Potential for heavy rainfall, nearly an inch during the day on Friday. And then on Friday night, uh, winds pick up to 25 miles an hour. Rain at 90%, 3 to 5 inches of oh. rain expected on Friday night. Ole Miss, by the way, has a first pitch scheduled for 6 p.m. right now. Nah. I don't like their chances on that one. On Saturday, they're watching. Literally, the Weather Channel says, watch the tropics. And then it says, rain early with thunderstorms developing in the afternoon. Chance of rain 100% with an additional 1 to 2 inches of rain. And on Saturday night, chance of rain 80%, wind 10 to 20 occasional showers overnight after thunderstorms in the evening. So there is your Saturday. Is wind blowing in or out? <laughs> it will doesn't, not matter. Doesn't say. Okay. It will not matter. Um, and then look, Sunday, 50% during the day, 40 at night. I mean, we're okay. And then you can play as much baseball as you want on Monday. You got seven games potentially you got to get in, at least six. So but if they didn't start until sometime Sunday – You'd have to go three, three, and one on Tuesday and hope you don't go there. Gotcha. Right? Yes. Wouldn't that be the only one? Because you can't make somebody play three times in a day. I wouldn't think. You can make somebody play twice. Yes. So I think that's what you would do. So I'll ask the questions that I know people are asking. These are not my questions. These are the questions. Are you about to ask me about the emergency protocol rules if they don't play? probably was going to get to that okay so some people will say why not just move it it's a valid question honestly they moved one in oklahoma state last year i think they had something going on or whatever and they they did move it somewhere um you typically you got to do that pretty early in the week i mean there's a lot of logistics involved with this it's not it's just too late go- now because the teams are flying it's over no you had to do it immediately yeah. um and they did not do that the prop I mean you got to get Two hours north, at least. Like Tampa would be probably as south as you could do it and still feel safe about it. Because the last thing you need is to move it and then have the same rain. Right. That's dumb. People say, I don't know this. I have no idea. People say that Mark Light doesn't drain very well because it typically doesn't have to. But if that's the case, <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to get, like, you know, do the high school thing where you get the local helicopter to come in and. <laughs> spread the water over the field. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it's not, this isn't like Oregon where make sure their field can, can handle this. So I mean, if, it doesn't do it. If it gets to a place where it's just not playable, what happens? Yeah. I mean, Alan says that there's an indoor stadium in Tampa, but the Rays aren't just going to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Ra- yeah. <laughs> well, and there's more to it than that. You've got to get all the teams up there. Yeah. You've got to get, it's just, it's, if they were going to do that, they would have already done it. I think. I guess you can bust them off from Coral Gables to Tampa. I guess. Would take some flexibility. And I mean, there's an indoor stadium in Miami, but it's I think the, the Marlins are at home. They are. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll find out whether I mean, I'm actually funnily curious at this point. Well, that is a good point. If Miami got upset by Canisius, Ole Miss would want to just play Arizona and that thing get absolutely bombed after that because if Ole Miss won, they would they would advance. 
not a very likely path, but that is a path. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, the Marlins have games all weekend. Uh, Tampa is at home as well. Uh, let's see. Wait, um, I need to look at the right place. Uh, yeah, Tampa's at home this weekend against the White Sox. Okay, so they're not giving up their stadium this weekend. And they're oh, they could play there Monday, but then the Cardinals come in on Tuesday. Yeah, but Monday they're fine anyway. They can play there on Monday. So, look, they're going to get them in, but it is a worst-case scenario for Ole Miss from the standpoint of they needed the games as spread out as possible to use Brandon Johnson as often as possible. Now, what, Miami has the same problem. They have one reliever. What do you do if you can't is, start it until Monday? I think they would give them through Tuesday. But you can't get seven games into two days. I don't think you would go into Monday. I think Sunday is okay to get something in. But, no, you're in trouble at that point. That's what I was getting at. If you can't, what do you do? Yeah, you just – I mean, I mean, I've got the emergency protocols up. I mean, Ole Miss was dealing with this last year because they had some effects and had had the final game not been played, Southern Miss would have advanced out of the regional even though both teams had lost one time last year. So Ole Miss had to play that game and win it to get out and get to Arizona last year. Yeah. Um, you know, look, it happened in the – we were sitting right here when it all went down. It happened in women's golf last year. Yeah. The entire Baton Rouge Regional got rained out and the top seeds just advanced to the Nationals without hitting a shot because that one coach was pissed. Yeah. I mean – Valid. Yeah, valid. Was it Stanford? Who was it? No, it wasn't Stanford. I don't forget. Who was that? Wasn't Stanford. I don't no, it think. wasn't Stanford. She was pissed, though. I mean, I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clemson, maybe? Was it Clemson? I don't know. Okay. It does. Who, who gives a damn? So I've got it up here. Um, and again, I'll, I'll quickly run this through. Is uh, the emergency advancing policy from the NCAA. So hang with me here. If no games have been played, just like that, the best seed advances, Miami would just go if there's no baseball played at any okay. point. I mean, come on. Uh, one game is played, best remaining seed without a loss. So if Miami wins and then it gets rained out, Miami advances. Okay. That makes sense? Yep. Two games played, best seeded team without a loss. So after the first day, Ole Miss So if Miami it's that wins. way, Canisius has no chance. Even if Canisius wins, the winner of the – Oh, because – So they got to be like, hey, wait a minute. Right? Oh, that's true because it's best remaining. See, it's not best remaining who's played a game. Yeah, it's just best remaining. It's Arizona at that point. So even though they pulled off the big upset, they don't get to move yeah. on. Seems unfair. Yeah, three games played, best seeded team without a loss. Four games played, remaining team without a loss, meaning whoever won the winners bracket okay. would then advance. So that's yeah. the first time it starts getting a little hairy versus just whatever. Five. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Is if you could only play one day, that's probably what you would do, right? You play a semifinal and then play a championship and be done. And then if five games can be played, it's remaining team without a loss the same way. It's basically because you only played a winner's bracket game. There's still one team that's undefeated. Um, And then this is where it came in last year. If six games are played, meaning they don't get to that if necessary game, which is that actually is a, a valid thing to look at. Yeah. Winner of game six, unless each team has one loss, meaning an if necessary is valid and it needs to be played. In which case, it is head-to-head competition prior to best seed remaining. So that would be, from a weather standpoint, that would be Ole Miss's path. Wade says he was Tulsa's coach. I'll take his word for it. Uh, 
just like Southern Miss last year. You win, you win the winner's bracket. Miami comes back and beats you, but you didn't play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you won the head to head, and there you are. So just get the games in. And then the paragraph above this. But you couldn't play till Wednesday. It has to be done by Tuesday. I I don't have that thing. It is not in the paragraph. It says every reasonable effort, including but not limited to moving the location of the games, should be made to complete a regional round and advance the team to the super regional based on the results on the field. However, in the highly unlikely event that a regional cannot be completed, the team that would advance to the super regional would be based on the following criteria. Okay. I there have been advances to allow teams to play on Tuesday before. I know Tuesday has been done. But if you had to play a seventh game on Wednesday, you could do it and just let that team start the Super Regional on Saturday. Well, you for sure do that. Yeah, no big deal. I mean, the pitching will still be kind of screwed, but it is what it is. I mean... At this point. Yeah. Would you rather play with your pitching screwed or the other team just advance? I mean, it's up to you. Can't start early. They don't let you start on Thursday. Just to think. I don't know. I kind of wanted Ole Miss Southern Regional just for the vitriol in Hattiesburg. Because, my God. Not many times where of the two options, Baton Rouge feels like the more pleasant experience for the visitors. Yeah, I think they're fine. But it absolutely would be the more pleasant experience for the visitors. I would think so, for sure. I mean. LSU baseball fans aren't it's – not, not it's not as volatile as LSU football. My experience. No. No. And frankly, LSU, fans. LSU football is not as volatile as people make it out Because when be. you beat them, they get the hell out of there. They well, don't screw with you. Unless you go, like, taunting them and stuff, at which point you're kind of asking for it at that, at that juncture. The amount of LSU fans in Hattiesburg this weekend is going to be startling. As oh, many yeah. as can get tickets sure. anywhere around that place. Sure. They'll fill it up. Yeah, that Southern Miss ticket season ticket holders are safe, but otherwise it's going to be mostly LSU people. Whatever that looks like. I don't know what their season ticket situation is to to know that. Um So, yeah, I we'll, we'll see. I I guess this is the only regional really be, being affected by this. I'm kind of doing the math in my head. Nobody else is in Florida except for Gainesville and that's fine. Farther enough north, they don't have a problem. Yeah. Um. So there's your uh, there's your weather update. <laughs> That's a pretty exciting podcast, right? there. Yeah, I know. I mean, whatever. It's it's it it is what it is. I, but people are going to wonder about those protocols if you don't get to a game seven because sure. I do think that at least is something that is that is relevant in this. Um, but yeah, you can definitely play on Tuesday. I want to say maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Dallas Baptist played on Tuesday last year. Think maybe that's right. Um, I don't see any reason in the world why you couldn't play on Tuesday. Frankly, I don't see why you couldn't play on Wednesday if it just came to that. But Miami doesn't want to move it. Miami's Miami's, and, and I, I, if I were them, I wouldn't want to move it either. Either if I'm them, I'm like, hey, look, we're going to do everything we can to play the. Just surrendering the series to the possibility of a tropical depression, isn't doing what's in the best interest of your players who earned a national seed. They were going to go neutral field. Potentially do a bigger field, which allows Ole Miss to bring in more people than we have. Yeah, I mean, I completely... Because at that point, do they open up the season tickets and go, hey, 10,000 seats, come take them. 
course. I mean, that's why I completely understand where Miami's coming from on not wanting to move a regional. 1,000%. Yeah, nobody would want to move a regional. Of course not. You've earned a national seed. You're not going to just give your regional away. Hey, we'll give away a home field advantage that we earned over the course of the year. Sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) come on. <laughs> no, no. And if it gets washed out, we move on. I mean, of course, well, that's a good point. Competitively, Miami goes, "No, we're we're good. We'll figure it out. Don't worry well, about." I it. mean, I think they want to play, but they're like, "We're not, we're not going to move it someplace. Give away home field advantage and give away that." You're the home team. You earned to be. You earned the right to be the home team. You don't just give that away. Move on to football in a second because that's more interesting than this. Uh, something that, frankly, is probably not going to be relevant. I mean, I, I'm overwhelmingly sure they will find a way to play as many games as needed to move out of this thing on the field. I just it, it, it it's kind of like scholarship numbers. It'll work itself out. Don't worry yeah. about it. Just chill out. It they'll, they'll well now scholarship them. numbers truly work themselves out because it doesn't matter. There's just 85. Do what you want with them. Which makes it. it it, it does. It, in a vacuum, it makes sense. <laughs> in a vacuum, it makes sense. Otherwise, it's hell for coaches. But it's okay. it's yeah. going to be raw chaos soon. Which is a decent segue because they it sounds like maybe they're not changing the portal dates. So that's uh, that's interesting inside the SEC. We'll talk about that in a second as we had the first day of SEC meetings yesterday. Everything from Juice making an appearance to millionaires getting along. I know we're all shocked by that and uh, and much more. So before we get into that, Talk about Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Cheese class coming up. It is uh, just over a week away, June 9th, 6 to 7.30. During this hands-on class, you'll learn tips and tricks to plan, prep, and style a beautiful charcuterie and cheese board. Refreshments and snacks are included. Your finished board will be boxed up for you to take home and enjoy later. It's limited seating. So give them a call. Set it up with, uh, with some friends. 662-419-9201. johnsonhillcreamery.com or cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. Again, they make... Uh, all their cheeses locally and in-house just off Molly Bar on White Oak Lane, and they have a great lunch menu that's now available for delivery via Fetched. So 662-419-9201. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including uh, horseback riding offerings with uh, trainer Susan Walt, uh, also, camps. Camps have started this week, so uh, they go through the month of June. So you want to get in touch with the people at Southern Traditions. Go to Instagram, Facebook, Southern Traditions Farm. Get in touch with uh, Susan Walt Bowers Cone about camp season there in Canton. Sorry. Uh, we're also brought to you by Bell & Grove. Bell & Grove is uh, based out of Chattanooga. They're a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S., Bell & Grove can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, they can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. to get in touch with Bell and Grove. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. 
Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself every day. Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers, from work to lifestyle to nightlife. Here's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, and more. I, uh, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Five different flavors for you to get shipped directly to your door. You get restaurant quality shrimp. It is very easy. It goes freezer to plate in fewer than 10 minutes. And uh, you can doctor it up however you'd like. They got the new Simply Shrimp option, which allows you to spice it up. It's great for kids to put on what they might eat, as well as their uh, their free, <clears throat> sorry, marinated and seasoned options. The signature is my favorite. It's good for salads during the day. A lot of different options there. You can uh, you can cook with it, as well as the uh, Louisiana Shrimp Boil, the French Quarter Alfredo, the Garlic Herb Butter, whatever you'd like. Restaurant quality shrimp, again, coming straight to your door. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Money back guarantee if you don't love it. So try give it a shot. Primeshrimp.com. Uh all right. So first day of meetings yesterday. Um, you know, we the SEC is just a soap opera at this point. Uh every day we get something. It 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 moves needles, it allows podcasts like this to 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 happen um in some ways to to not be as boring during the summer. It's created an NFL type 365 to it with a lot of these things, and frankly, with a lot of the rules that they're trying to get figured out right now. Because from a college football standpoint, the SEC is where the cast of characters are. Nobody else is really talking about this stuff, and it's something here every single day. Um, I do have a logistics question. Lane has a meeting with all the athletic directors. The football coaches and athletic directors are meeting today for a good bit of time. So was he sending the dog back home yesterday? Because there was a picture of Juice getting back on the plane yesterday but lane is due here today so are we just sending the dog back lane's due in oxford today no in in, in Destin. Destin. yeah okay yeah they have an athletic director football coach meeting today <clears throat> i don't know i don't know so are we just sending the the, the pooch is he only down for the day anyway i, I don't know what happened with with Ju- I mean, i'm more interested frankly in the dog's logistics than i am anything else that came out of Was yesterday. juice allowed at the hotel well, I mean, Lane said that he was the only person getting removed yesterday, but I don't. I, I think that was a joke. I doubt Juice was actually kicked out of the building. Um, well, he might have been kicked out of the meeting. <laughs> um, I don't think Lane took the dog oh, to the I meeting. I didn't know. What? Well, I mean, look, who, who knows? <laughs> I was going to say, are you betting against it? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. I need to know. Maybe they just decided that. That was not the best occasion for the pup. Maybe Juice needed. I mean, look, he's going to be one beh- one behaved dog as he gets older, but he's still a puppy. That's an expensive, uh, yeah. it's an expensive flight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for a right. Labrador Retriever. Yeah. So, I mean, look, okay, a couple different things, and one, it would be funny if it didn't have a reason. Um, it just worked out like this. The seating chart was very hilarious. I enjoyed all of that yesterday. Um, they were in alphabetical order by their school. Yes, and then also. 
there's the head of the coaching group every year, and that the person chair. sits, yeah, whatever, sits with the administration, which is why Jimbo was on that side. Yes. Um, they were not separating people. Yeah, Jimbo and Nick were not not sitting beside one another because of that that instance. Um, the number of people, though, that went with that, like, oh, my God. It was like, no. There's a reason. Like, Herb Vincent had to come out and go, well, see, here's the yeah, deal. Yeah, um, yeah. This is how this works. Yeah, I could almost hear. I've known Herb for a while. I could almost hear Herb. Oh, for God's sake, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I again, I would had something happened, we would be talking about it and laughing about it and doing whatever. But when you really step back and you think about yesterday, they're trying to get some pretty important things done. There is some differences on how things are going to be voted. They need to explain some things. There's a lot going on in these rooms from a very real standpoint that needs to be the fact that a bunch of really successful millionaires got along in a room is like the least surprising thing in the world. Like I, I, everybody's like, Oh, well that was, what is it? What did you expect? I mean, nobody was going to throw a binder across the room yesterday. I, I don't, well, and I know it makes us look stupid because apparently media was like, did they did they get along? Because like Lane, even Lane gives the quote that he says, gave the best quote. He goes, "Pretty normal. I think that probably the assumption is it's different in there than you guys think and the public thinks." Well, his best quote was, "It was a lot like text messaging. You'll say things in front of a microphone by yourself or texting that you wouldn't say to somebody in person." Yeah, basically, mainly mean, "Hey, they're all in person. Nobody's actually doing that crap to their face." They'll just, they'll just yeah, yeah, off the whatever. I mean, that was Lane's quote yesterday to, I mean, everybody. There was an assembled media group, but Brandon Marcello is the one that, that had posted it. I, I'm curious. Usually this thing gets some, some movement. There's some rules that are passed. There's different things. I mean, there's, there's typically substance out of the SEC meetings versus media day. And I think we probably still get there, but... This one was really anticipated because of all the things that are possibly going to happen eventually. But I do think there is a bit of a holding pattern that n none of this is really relevant necessarily right now because none of it goes into effect from a scheduling standpoint. Now, some of this other stuff maybe, but from a scheduling standpoint, it doesn't go into effect till Texas and Oklahoma join the league, which is potentially after 2025 or in 2025. So there's time. I mean, there's no even guarantee that Sankey partly because Texas and Oklahoma aren't at the table and partly because it's not necessary even going to do a straw vote or anything over the course. We're just kind of talking about the options. Yeah. Now, in saying that, it came out yesterday. I was told that earlier in the week. The nine-game conference schedule is... It's going Let's to say it's picking up a lot of momentum, I think, <laughs> is the way it is. Uh, it has been phrased. It, they're going to, there's, going, there's not going to be divisions, and there's going to be a nine-game conference. Everyone's going to get an opportunity to express his opinion, but the decision has been made. You believe that? Yes. Firmly. I do not anticipate a unanimous vote, and I expect the nine-game schedule to comfortably pass. I expect it to eventually be unanimous. That's interesting. I think purposefully it's not because it allows ADs to vote for their coaches who don't want it while yeah. still passing. Maybe the fun, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You get to go, hey, look, this is passing, but if you want to vote no just to make drink what's happy, feel free. Like, yeah. okay, I don't care. I don't know the Missouri Athletic Director's name. I don't know her name either. Yeah, I don't know. No, yeah. no idea. Um, 
No, it's going to pass. I mean, they're absolutely going to get rid of divisions. It, it's it's such a clean thing. And we talked about this the other day. It allows you to do home and road of every team in the conference over a four-year period instead yes. of a 12-year period. Yeah. I mean, no-brainer. It's it's an absolute You're no-brainer. losing some games. I understand that. But at this 3-6 model, you're only a couple teams and only a couple games are you losing that really sting because of what you're picking up the other way. Yeah. I mean – yeah, Ole Miss and Arkansas like playing each other, but we're not. Nobody's going to die right. after that. It's going to be all right. Hey, right. yeah, you don't do that, but you get Florida. Okay, cool. Yeah, Gators, come on, we'll yeah. do that. Sooners, Longhorns, sure. sure, it's going to be all right. I mean, and then if you if you get none of those games, then you're probably getting a really good schedule, and you're gonna have a good year. If it's oh well, this year you play Vanderbilt, South Carolina, you know what I mean? Like, okay, of course, great, sure. And Ole Miss is in a good shape because I do think Ole Miss will keep Vanderbilt as a permanent opponent. I mean, Ole Miss and LSU were locks, and then I think Vanderbilt will be their third opponent. I think so, too. Because what got lost in Dellinger's thing a little bit, and he wrote this, I guess, 10 days ago or so, was nobody saying it's purposeful, but it's purposeful, is that they've had this this 8-8 split when it comes to who wanted eight games, who wanted eight games, different things. They There's been some change on that. Um but when they're doing schedules for permanent opponents, and again, you know, things can change. I mean, some teams will elevate, some programs will elevate, some programs won't elevate. But it's kind of about resources more than even winning percentage. It's almost more what schools' budgets are and that kind of thing. They're trying to weight it where if you're one of the lower eight budgets in the league, you play two teams from your segment of budget and one from the other side. So that's what I, what also makes me think Vanderbilt would stay on Ole Miss's schedule is that for Ole Miss, you would get state – Ole Miss is a bottom eight revenue team in the SEC. They would play state and Vanderbilt from the bottom, and then LSU would be their one from the top. And there's a way to do that where everybody does that, where it's two from your side and one from the other side. Alabama would keep, obviously, Auburn and Tennessee and then somebody else. You know, Auburn would get Georgia and Alabama and then somebody else. I wonder if one of Alabama's will be LSU. On Dellinger's model that he predicted, and I don't know if he really predicted or if he absolutely knew the answer. I, I, I'm not sure at this juncture if he would if he would have any idea of that. But he had Arkansas LSU stopping. I think I yeah. want to say it was maybe. What will they do with the boot? Last team wins, just keeps it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that thing will be prominently displayed if you're uh, if you're. Uh, if you're LSU on it. I mean, that, that son of a gun will get lights and cameras on it. I mean, it will be. Yeah. Seeing if it's in this one. I'm, I'm just clicking. I promise I'll be fast. If it's if it's not, then I'm not going to scroll around all over for it. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Again, he's predicting. Is he right? Yeah. He could already know. He could not. It's so early, I don't know the answer. I'm going to guess it's an educated prediction. You think he has a good idea? He's going to be pretty right. I think he's at least run it by some people. Okay. For Ole Miss, he has Mississippi State, LSU, Vanderbilt. Okay. That completely makes sense all the way around. For Arkansas, he has Missouri, Texas, Kentucky. Again, two from the bottom, one from the top. They get the Texas series back. They get They get Missouri and Kentucky from the other side. It's not bad for them. Texas A&M, LSU, Texas, Mississippi State. Texas A&M is LSU. Texas, Mississippi State. Oh, so they, they, the A&M-Arkansas game's killed too. Yeah. Wow. And, and A&M okay. wouldn't play Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Okay. Texas, Oklahoma, A&M, Arkansas. Okay. Makes sense for them. Sure. That completely makes sense. 
Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, Florida. Say that again. Texas, Missouri, and Florida for Oklahoma. Okay. LSU, Ole Miss, A&M, Alabama. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Ron Kelly's like, hold on. <laughs> Got a question. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Where's Vanderbilt when you need them? Like, no doubt. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Kentucky, A&M. Okay. I, I, I don't know that I understand this Texas A&M, Mississippi State thing, but. Uh, Maroon Ag Schools go play each other. Okay. Fine. Okay. Well, they played the snowball, Neil. I, I know that. I'm they aware. have uniforms. That's they true. played the snowball I'm aware. in Shreveport. A key game in College Station history. Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU. Okay. Sure. Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Vanderbilt, because somebody's got to play Vanderbilt. Yeah. That's a win for Auburn. It also was like, hey, you got Alabama and Georgia, we'll throw you a bone. <laughs> yeah. that, that, hey, I get it. Like, yeah. there's there's yeah. some. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you sure you want those guys to be your rivals? Yeah, because, I mean, if, if you made it, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, for example, it's like, oh, for Christ's sake. I mean. Vanderbilt plays Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Auburn just because. They, <laughs> they're not winning anyway. Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Alabama, South Carolina. Okay. The interesting part of that is Tennessee is actually on that bottom tier. Yeah. They're not a top eight. They're a bottom eight yeah. um, with, with the way that schedule works. Kentucky gets Mississippi State, Arkansas, Georgia. Okay. Georgia gets Auburn, Florida, Kentucky. That's where you realize Tennessee only – I mean, Kentucky only has one natural rival, really, and that's Tennessee. Yeah. Everything else is sort of – Yeah. Generated. And they're still going to play Louisville every year. Yeah. So they'll do that. Florida is Georgia, South Carolina, Oklahoma. And then South Carolina is Florida, Missouri, Tennessee. They're kind of a winner in that. That's not terrible. So we're making Florida, Oklahoma an annual game. We are making Florida, Oklahoma an annual game. All right. Yeah. That's good for TV. That's maybe the only, like, kind of generated rivalry that is being. So the games you're losing that that means something. Florida, Tennessee. Yeah. Texas A&M, Arkansas. Yeah. Um, Arkansas might be the. In a way, Arkansas is the loser because they lose A&M and Ole Miss. And Two pick, games that do really matter to them. But they pick up Texas and Oklahoma. They do. Yeah, it's not terrible. I'm just saying. No, they don't, uh, they don't lose. They don't play Oklahoma either. Okay, they play it's Texas. It's Missouri, Texas, and Kentucky. So they're forcing that Missouri-Arkansas thing to mean something. And it just kind of has to, to make everything else work. It yeah. kind of has to. It's sort of the way that's, that's happening. Nobody's losing their – even though Arkansas-Missouri is generated, nobody's losing their rival – last weekend thing. So you wonder, like, on Arkansas-Texas A&M, does that mean when they when they do play each other, they do it at Jerry World, or does that become an on-campus game? feels like that becomes an on-campus game now. It does, yeah. It would be every other year now. Because, frankly, you got to know whether we're on the – whether if, if, we're, if you're, when we're playing A&M, if you're Arkansas, are you on the 5-4 or the 4-5? Right. Because somebody's going to – half the teams will have five home games in the league, half will have four home games in the league under this yeah. format. Which is what a lot of teams are bitching about, frankly. That's become the biggest sticking point remaining, and it's just going to be what it is. But that's been the frustration for teams. Just trying to think what else you're losing that has any major appeal. I mean, if you're the TV people, you lose as if as long as Kiffin's at Ole Miss, you sort of lose the Kiffin Alabama game. Yeah. But and as long as Jimbo's at A and M, you lose Alabama A and M. Yeah. Well, that's 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 an L right there, but. 
No, there's it, but you get, you get Texas, Texas A and M back. Florida, Tennessee was a huge game for a long time, but it was circumstantial. Sure, both teams were really, really good. It, sure, in a way, it's Alabama, LSU. The Alabama, LSU is today's Tennessee, Florida. Sure, where if LSU sucks, is it really a big deal? Right. I mean, CBS kind of force fed that last year, in a lot of ways. And again, you're only losing it for one year. It's every other year you will play this team. I mean, it's not it's not like we're setting these schedules in. Who for, was Texas again? It was A&M, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. Yeah, so they get all Southwest Conference permits. Yeah. CBS signs up for all of that. Oh, I mean. And, and they were definitely were going to preserve LSU A&M because that's become a pretty good game. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's a good game. Sure. For both sides, that, that that works out all the way around. Yeah, and you'll still like BWL says you'll still play them twice in four years. Yeah. So just because, instead of every year, it's every other year. It's not a big deal. No. But now, I mean, look, Ole Miss. Everybody kind of forgets this because we've been in a post ninety two world. Ole Miss used to play Georgia and Tennessee constantly. They get those games back every two years. I mean, Ole Miss Tennessee used to be an annual game for decades. Sure. sure. So that becomes a little more of a deal sure. again. I mean, it's. Well, you'll see South Carolina more often. You'll see yeah. everybody. Yeah, everybody. Wait, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is you play Oklahoma every other year soon. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. I know. It's a really big. Get deal. to play USC soon. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe Arizona State. You're banging that drum, aren't you? End of this week, they're going to pass out a bunch of money. Saying that when Ole Miss and has USC scheduled already, they can just leave that on the schedule as a conference game. I mean, it's already already set. Just the day is done. Just get SEC officials out there and be good to go. Yeah, I mean, you would get the Lane Tennessee thing if he was like sure, but is that going to continue to nah, be weird? I think that was that the first, was a one that, that was, was a one time thing. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. That doesn't feel malicious. Moving on, probably not. I mean, they're psychopaths sometimes, so yeah. who knows? Yeah. Frankly, it depends how good they are. Well, that game was late, and it was played long, and it had all the replays, and I'm going to guess that was one hell of a drunk stadium. Throwing mustard bottles. Yeah. In, so in, in, in golf balls. One hell of a drunk stadium. So, yes, I think that's a, I think that's a valid argument at this point. So. Uh, a couple of the things they mentioned, we'll get to those in a second for uh, yesterday, including one that does impact right now. They're going to vote on that today, so we'll get to that in a second. First about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, Connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Yesterday, I was talking about people who might be looking for a job. What if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent? Service specialists can help you, too. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138. Or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. I'll have a mailbag up at some point today, likely uh, later in the day. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. 
She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. All at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. If you are uh, looking to have a summer vacation, you still got time to make one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Get in touch with John Edwards at Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And he's going to give you options and ideas that you're just not going to find on your own. It's 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Madison, Mississippi. They uh, have clients in more than 20 states. They have advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and so much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information, uh, information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle is going to sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy. It's on South Lamar here in Oxford. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they will take care of you with uh, medicine. They put your prescriptions the same day each month. You get what you need. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need. Also, with med packs, they're becoming increasingly popular, especially for those helping their parents manage their medication. Med packs are basically monthly pill planners. They're prepackaged by the pharmacy by date and time. Each morning pouch is followed by an evening pouch and so on. Tyson Drugs has been doing it for a really long time, over a decade, and now the Oxford community can get it with G&M. It's on South Lamar. Give them a call or visit today, 662-236-2222. So the other thing that was fairly interesting uh, out of yesterday, and I don't have the quote in front of me. I will try to find it, but Lane does not believe that the SEC will move um, the portal deadlines to transfer inside the conference. Currently, you have to be in the portal by February 1st if you're in, in, in an SEC institution and you have to transfer, you're wanting to transfer to another SEC institution. Now, the NCAA rule is May 1st, but in the league, they have different rules. There was a lot of talk about they thought they would make that even with the NCAA, but it, apparently none of the coaches really went for that very much. Lane said he did not expect that to move. He expected that to stay at February 1st. And then uh, Kirby came in after it and said, made some joke. I think it was him. He said that he and maybe he and Lane were talking about it, he said, and that schools would push to not televise their spring games because you would be putting your players on TV for people to see and still be able to be poached following the spring game. Oh. Had <laughs> you thought about that? Yeah. He said managing a roster when they can leave after the spring and go play inside your division is just a little one step farther than they would be they would be willing to do. That's a valid point. Yeah, I have no problem with that at all. I mean, if you look, if you want to leave, you can still leave and go somewhere else. I'm but. all for canceling the spring games anyway. As a rule, in fact, 14 coaches would 
privately sign up for the same thing. Well, of course. I mean, every one of them. Yeah. How you get to cancel your spring game? Done. I mean, I don't... Who was push like who would be pushing for it? What coach is gonna go, oh yeah, absolutely, let's change the portal date to May first. Like it was Alabama's idea, right? Why? I don't know. I mean, because they don't think they look like if they want to keep somebody, they keep them. So it's just a self fulfilling thing. I mean, is that the purposeful thing? I don't know. Supposedly it was that was their was their proposal. Weird. I don't really understand it. Kyle, thanks for the super chat. He says, What's your Oxford Exxon road trip snack. Chase has already answered with pork rinds. Yeah, I guess so. Um, mine used to be lemonade. Now it would be like Propel. You get lemonade at the gas That would be your thing? If I was going on a road trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my... Because that's your ballpark fascination too when you can get it. Yeah, I like lemonade with like peanut butter crackers. But all of that... That's an interesting All of that's completely... Really? Yeah, all of that's completely out the window these days. Were you a cheese nab guy or the regular, no. the regular just either? Oh, uh, either. You're okay with the cheese too. I, f- I forgot that you all call them nabs. We've had that conversation. Yeah. I just refer to them as peanut butter. Yeah, CJ Johnson crackers. got really offended in one direction over this back when we were having this this debate. It is a little weird though because the I mean the environments where you grow up is very similar. It's odd that we would have, be so unanimous in Mississippi with calling them nabs, and that wouldn't be leaking over into northern Louisiana. I've literally never heard it. That that's strange, like because there's so much carryover there that it's not like oh well yeah in Lafayette we didn't talk about like but... and now I don't know I mean people in the stream again we're not I'm not trying to repeat a conversation from five years ago but is that a coast thing too or is that just a North Mississippi thing that's what I don't know yeah, like don't y'all know. do it all like people from other places are they nabs did y'all put peanuts in Coke some people did okay. Oh, that's a good salty sweet combination. Lay's potato chips and peanut M&M's. Oh, yeah, that would be good. That'd be a really good combination, actually. PWL says West Central Mississippi does not call them nabs. Okay. Okay, anyway. So, is the transfer portal vote, because that does have to be actually voted on. That's something I need to get to pretty soon. Is that maybe the only real significant thing that is actually happening this week? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna know tea leaves. We're gonna know it's gonna go to an IMG schedule. We know divisions are gonna go, but I don't think those things are getting decided in the next forty eight hours. What actual news is coming out of this? I don't know of anything. Um, I don't think much. They're having some. I would think the meetings yesterday. I would love to have been. Because it sounds like they had a lot of conversations. You know, everybody was like, hey, did they have fights? And of course not. Did they have some conversations? They did. I saw where Sankey said there were some times that there was disagreements and there were some times that uh, conversations were, you know, I think pretty serious. I'm guessing that they in that room talked NIL. Yeah, I know there were hours blocked off on that. that there hasn't been much answer said from that. Everybody just kind of said, "Hey, we got to have some uniformity. We got to have some real rules." But 
nobody seems to a nobody seems to know how to fix it, and b one conference is not fixing that nationally. So, and I know Sankey talked about twenty twenty five that hey, look, if this playoff's not set, we might have our own playoff. He downplayed it, but he didn't remove it. Right. He was asked about it, and his answer was, "Yeah, you know, that plan's in a folder somewhere." And the answer was, "Hey, it's not a threat. We're just saying we have to look after ourselves. And if they can't get on the same page, we'll he's do right. it. We'll, we'll." He's right. And by then, you might have twenty teams. You take the top eight and have a tournament. <laughs> I mean, it's growing on you, isn't it? You're actually starting to think that's. The best route. It would work. I mean, you know, your goal is just to make money. You'd make a lot of money. Lane's not the only coach that thinks it's professional sports now. They all think that. He's the only one that might just say it in those words, but they all agree with him. You don't see anybody pushing back and going, no, Kiffin's nuts, man. No, this is not pro sports. This is amateur sports. Nobody says that. So, you know, potentially down the road, sure. I mean, Sankey has said, hey, I'll do an eight-team playoff. but He wants all at-larges. But all at-larges, no automatic qualifiers. And everybody else is like, oh, God, what will that mean? Yeah, he wants 100%. I mean, the, the truth is it's, it's still mind-boggling that the other leagues balked at a 12-team that had automatic qualifiers. It blows me away. I, I still can't believe that they balked at it. You were literally guaranteed a seat at the table and you said no. I mean, you know, you were guaranteed at the Pac-12 a seat at the table, knowing that your grant of rights is coming to an end, knowing that your TV deal is coming to an end, and you said no. Mm-hmm. I'll never understand it. Because your feelings were hurt? Because you thought, hey, the SEC will get five, even though they probably will. You were guaranteed a seat at the table. And you said no. The ACC guaranteed a seat at the table and said no. The Big 12, to its everlasting credit, like, we're in. Sure. Sign us up. Oh, sure. Grind says they bought because they want equal TV revenue from ESPN. They want that, and they they also want their TV partners to have a seat at that table. But you don't – when you're not – negotiating from a position of strength you don't get everything you want you a boiled peanut person I don't hate them but it's never something I'm going to go pick out yeah I don't have Ben's fascination with them I can't I'm, I'm I don't mind them it's fine I'm not a peanuts in general it's it's weird I'm not going to sit around and just eat peanuts um but I really like them in candy, in sweets, or like on ice cream or something. Yeah. That would be like a, if I was building a Sunday, it would have peanuts on it. Maybe before anything else, frankly. Um, but I'm not going to just sit. I, I need a sweetness to counteract it. I don't want to just sit and eat peanuts. But no, it's not my thing. Yeah. I did see a bowl of peanut recipe somewhere on the internet a couple of days ago where they put uh, uh, pepper juice in it to kind of give it a little more. Like, oh, whatever. really? Yeah, like pepperoni juice. Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 
No, you're good. I mean, look, it's 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 June first. This is this is this is the thing that happens. I mean, at this point, y'all are just hanging with us. Well, like a Sunday, like if I'm at, if I'm getting frozen yogurt at Yaya's, I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna put peanuts on it. Yeah, like out of the little dispenser thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, typically sugar-free chocolate sauce, peanuts, and then whatever fruit. It's only nine oh four. This is not healthy for me to be talking about food at this point. It's going to be a little bit. You're not going to get yogurt though today. No, that's no. not a worry for you. No. Yeah, peanuts on ice cream. I'm agree with Juan here. It's money. It's all good. There's a there's a saltiness, sweetness to that. Yeah, I get that it. is this, but we fine. We're going to end up having boiled peanut recipes in this thread before it's over. Everybody getting really offended by their, however they do their boiled peanuts. Oh, did we just not have goalies in the NHL last night? It was 8-6. to six. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see. Yeah, Colorado beat Edmonton 8-6 to six last night. Game one. Okay. Yeah. Just, Who's left? I haven't, I haven't followed it. I, I meant to. And Rangers, I Lightning, Okay. Colorado, Edmonton. Oh, they're down to the semis? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're in conference final mode now. That is that is correct. Yeah, but I saw it yesterday and I was like, huh, son of a bitch. So eight six last night for uh, for that. So Colorado up in uh, in game one, and we have NBA tomorrow night, right? Yeah, game one of the NBA Finals is tomorrow night in San Francisco. Isn't that right? It's, it's Boston at San Francisco. Oh, good. We get our bots are back. Yeah, they were the three seed, so that would be well. That didn't matter. I don't know. How, how does that work? Is it best regular season record? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I guess so. LSU's Brian Kelly, by the way, on this conference only thing, he uh, he gave a quote yesterday that Sankey quote left it open when he gets to June when they begin the conversations with other conference commissioners was how he put it. So I think Sankey was stronger in the room than he was with the media. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. It's the it's my favorite dance of this is that they get out of these rooms and Sankey kind of says nothing and then it's every coach seeing if they'll give any little snippet or anything maybe toward a direction and some of them go a little too far some completely say nothing it's 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 a it's an interesting dance there because I'm not sure Kiffin was even supposed to say that the, he didn't think the February first thing would would get to that point he probably wasn't but it's okay nobody's gonna yell at him today it's gonna be all right no not a, no. It's actually a really laid back thing. I don't know if you've ever been to it. It's it's really laid back. It's used to be when I was covering the league as a whole for um Mobile, it was maybe my favorite and most productive week of the year. I'd go down there on Sunday usually and I'd stay till I'd leave on Thursday. And there was a lot. You could get a lot. I saw a lot of sites like ours. I shouldn't say a lot, a few yeah, down sure. there. I don't I don't really know what you get out of it if you're just one team site unless you Or are you getting side rooms? Are you getting hallways? Or yeah, hey, I mean, you got a minute, let's run over some stuff. I mean if you're dashing them and you get a chance to sit down with Kirby or to sit down with the Georgia A D or whatever, yeah. Maybe worth it. Yeah, sure. Because it's gonna be like you said, it's laid back. Hey, yeah, I might say some things here that I wouldn't go. Hey, let's go have a meeting in the in, in Butts Mayor and have the conversation. I thought it was interesting that Nick Saban's press availability. It was uh, front and center. Olin Buchanan with Texas. It was. 
did what he had to do, which is you said, you know, do you have any proof that Texas A&M, yeah. this was the interesting thing to me is that we're going to continue to do this little dance, Texas A&M and Alabama, where Olin says, and I like Olin a bunch. He says, did you have, do you have any proof that Texas A&M bought their recruiting class? And Nick said, well, I didn't say that. And he said, well, you did, you said that. And he said, you know, well, I didn't say they did anything wrong. I shouldn't have mentioned. I said I wanted to say, I, yeah, I, and I've said everything I wanted to say about this. I should have never mentioned any individual institutions. That's true. He was, he wanted it to go away. Yeah, he needed that question yeah. to stop. Yeah, but he's not in his room. He's not going to be the asked in that room that he might be just in Tuscaloosa with Aaron or somebody like that. Oh, sure. He, no, you've got other media there now who don't have to kowtow to you. Yeah, he had. That is not the response he would have gotten if he's in wherever their building is in Tuscaloosa. Oh no, no. Much more. Just okay. Let's right. Let's not do this. When those two teams play is it October first, I think. I'm now cheering for the officials. I, You're I'm not for either team. Now. I'm looking forward to the game because it's going to be all that stuff. But I hate that one of them is actually going to get to win. I catch myself professionally having to remind myself that you can't cheer against these teams because I, I, I <laughs> the 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 human in me wants them both to lose a lot. You're against everybody now, a lot. Well, it's just disingenuous. Of course, you bought the team, and and no, you didn't do anything technically wrong. Though you can't use nil as an inducement technically. Yet everyone does. We're just dancing around words at this point. Yeah. It's where I catch myself liking Kiffin when he just doesn't dance around the words. When he says, hey, we lose kids because they got more money somewhere else. I mean, one of Lane's quotes in that Dellinger story was he asked the kid, what's your relationship like with the head coach? And he said, I hadn't met him yet of the school he was going to. Yeah, it didn't matter. Because, yeah, I get it. It's what's fascinating, though, about A&M. Is, and we'll, we will talk about this 37 times prior to the season starting. I think Ryan's going to be right. We talked about it. I got the under on A&M. I think they're going to lose some games. But it's almost going to be this annual holding pattern where you go, those young kids are good. They got beat, but well, tomorrow, next year, eh. At the risk of being repetitive, yeah, like, I've, talked to, I've talked to a handful of college football coaches that I know who know the talent and stuff. And one just said, and I, I know I've said this here before, but not everybody listens to our show every day. One just said, it's inevitable that they win big. In the same way that it was inevitable that Georgia won big. Remember, there was the drumbeat for a while. Oh, yeah, but Kirby can't coach. And people would say they have too much talent. It doesn't matter. People say, yeah, but Kirby can't. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing happening with A&M. I think it's because of A&M's antics. We're rooting harder against it because for whatever reason, maybe we're conditioned to it. Alabama and Georgia winning is more palatable than A&M winning at that level. Well, yeah. A&M winning at that level is much more annoying. You don't even smell it when Alabama wins now, yeah, whatever. right? I mean, it's like, oh, drive, expected. It's like living in a town with the paper yeah. mill. After a while, you don't smell it anymore. Texas A&M, you're going to smell it. I swear I would. Statement. If one of them has to win a national title, I would rather Texas win it than A&M. 
Ooh. No, and uh, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I think uh-uh. you're right. Uh-uh. I think you're right. I mean, I got to deal with Ketchum, but it'll be all right. We'll, 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 it, it's, it's, it's cool. No. Can they have a couple of really bad years in the league first, though? Oh, I'll, I'll, look, please. Because can we roll a three and six? I look in year forward. One? I look forward to that humility. They here's the catch, though. Through their arrogance, they're expecting it. They saw what happened in Fayetteville last year and went, oh, "Yeah, this is we better get better." Yeah, better get better. Fast. It was a good Arkansas team, but not a great Arkansas team, and they spanked. They spanked Texas in Fayetteville. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if Jefferson doesn't have kind of a, a bad decision third quarter chase that's a 40 point game no oh, that's what i'm saying like i think it was eye opening when they went whoa okay this is a this is a thing here so podcast brought to you in part by northeast spark <laughs> n-e-s-p-a-r-c two packages the ignite the 100 mbps or the blaze the one gig that powers the clark ford studio your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband that's any spark.com 662-238-3159 phone servers portal controls network security and much more so call the office, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. I'm probably going to need a minute because I laughed through mine. That's okay. <laughs> the bot struck. and then one Oh, of, that's funny. One of the responses to the bot says, made me laugh. All right. <clears throat> College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Uh, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Lamont's Fine Jewelry is located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamont's is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamontsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It, if you're in need of custom HMI and SCADA solutions or large horsepower VFD specialist, ACS has you covered. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. Stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for the next play gamechangerpatch.com promo code rebelgrove 20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase brought to you by dead Soxy. dead Soxy makes premium custom socks. Um, whether you're rallying the team or building an empire, what, where you put your logo matters and you can't afford to put it on half rate swag. Dead Soxy will help you create premium custom socks that you can stake your reputation to. Just go to uh, deadsoxy.com backslash custom to check out what they do with custom socks. Mention that you heard about this ad on uh, MPW Digital or at rebelgrove.com. You get $100 off all custom orders now. And we're brought to you by Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi. 
At Holcomb Portable Buildings, they custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Holcomb Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, and the doors, and Holcomb Portable Buildings makes it happen. In-house financing available, free delivery, and set up within 75 miles of Holcomb. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to holcombbuildings.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. Um, did every football coach talk yesterday, and those were just the quotes used? A lot of them didn't say anything, or is it uh, half of them today? They don't all talk. I mean, there's like a media room, and sometimes coaches go in there. And I mean, I doubt if Clark Lee felt compelled to go in there and stand there in silence. They'd ask him questions. Doesn't feel like he's a mover and a shaker, though. Not, not really. I mean, look. You look at what came out of yesterday. You had Nick and you had Nick and Jimbo fighting with one another, and then the two people with like kind of the voices on the actual issues were Ryan Kelly and Lane Kiffin. Yeah, that actually gave substantive answers about things that were going on. It was those two. Lane's terrific on big picture. Yeah, I mean, he's fantastic on big picture. He's become the calm, reasonable voice in the room. I mean, it's. It's finally gotten better, but it really was a played out thing when the media goes, Lane Kiffin, it's like, yeah, if you listen to him, he's been doing this the whole damn time. He's not a cartoon yeah. character. No. It, it's Well, some media just won't let that go yeah. because it's They this, still see him as the kid from 2007. And it's like, no, yeah, it's like, not, nah, not anymore. He's just kind of hanging out, tells you what he thinks, moves on with his day. Yeah, but there are, look, there are some calm heads in that room. Hey, I think Brian Kelly's stance on a lot of things is kind of interesting because he's been at Notre Dame. He's now at a a program that's won national championships mm-hmm. that's down a little bit where NIL is probably not as strong as you would think it would be. And, yeah, he's kind of stuck between tiers a little right I, there. So I, I, find his, I find his thoughts to be interesting. He's one that when he talks, I kind of listen. And again, it's coming by who actually would, you know, look, it's it's what was used. I mean, you can't, I'm only judging by what I've seen from media members, but I've read a good bit trying to prepare for the podcast and just kind of see what's going on. You saw from a upper tier school standpoint, Kirby's kind of the only one that's given some real answers. I mean, Nick didn't say anything that was real. Jimbo no. didn't say anything that was real. No, they refused to get real. Yeah. Kirby was pretty, was actually pretty real. Yeah. Times yesterday. Well, look, Kirby's going to get interesting now because he's won a title. Yeah, the monkey's gone. Oh, he can just kind of talk now. Yeah. But Georgia can't play as – they can't swim in as deep a water as A&M can with NIL, and he knows it. He's kind of consistently been on the – put limits on its side. I'm told that most coaches are there. It needs to be regulated. Yeah, sure. Jimbo kind of loosely says that, but he thinks to himself, and I don't blame him because of where he is. <laughs> yeah. Regulate whatever you want to regulate. I don't want to run regulating. I mean, they got money. He's got to win. But if win. but if he wins, look out. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I do think there's a certain degree. Hardman says this. Media still thinks of the Lane Kiffin from the Tosh .0 skits. Yeah. 
I do think there are some media that do, that that hang on to that that don't seem to listen to. If you watch his press conferences, we've talked about this on local stuff, team stuff. He's he, he's intentionally awful. Mm-hmm. And when you ask a big picture thing, you get a really intelligent, deep, thought out answer. And so when a guy like Dellinger comes to town and does an hour of big picture, you get the story that he got. Not a topic for today, but uh, you siding with Dustin Johnson taking the money yesterday? I did. I saw that. Um, I don't have any problem with it. I'm surprised. He's older. Older. He's made a bunch of money. He probably would like to make more, and there it is. His days of being at the very tip top of the competitive slate. He looks weird because he gave a quote in February committing completely to the PGA Tour and kind of admonishing this tour. Oh, I didn't Quick know that. change pretty quickly in a couple months when the Briggs truck was backed up to his driveway. I might tell you that there was more in the truck than he thought there would be. Um, he is a guy that does not give a crap, though. He's not as worried about legacy and some of those things as a lot of other people. How are. old is he? I mean... Upper 30s now? Yeah, mid-late 30s. I don't know. So his competitive window on the PGA Tour is beginning to shrink? Yeah, I mean, he's still uber-talented, but sure, yeah. Get it while you can. Young guys coming in every day that are just as strong and long, and he's 37. Turns 38 in June, actually. Turns 38 in 21 days. He's going to get how much to go play over there? We don't know yet, but a lot. Far be it for me to criticize him. I mean, I'd take more. They money. are. It's, I mean, I would. I mean, if someone comes to me and goes, "Hey, we'll pay you three times more," I like said it's a conversation s- for later. And sign I, me it's up. not. It's not a thing for now because it's pretty. It's pretty detailed. But I don't think the tour as a whole is a threat to the PGA Tour. But picking off certain players, picking off some AMs that they are paying the hell out of. Because if you're an amateur, if you're one of the top amateurs in the world. I can go bust my tail through qualifying school and stage one and stage two to get on corn ferry. And if I'm not a top 20 player, make a meager living or do all this. Hang on. And Saudi Arabia is going to pay me $5 million just to sign up. And then $200,000 per start. Uh, if you need the money, don't you I have mean, to take the money? That's it's what I'm saying like, it's like we criticize some of these young major leaguers who take a contract during their arb years and people are like, Oh, you could have gotten so much more. And he's like, yeah, but he gets it now. And if you need it now. Yeah, because most of those guys have sponsors that pay for their stuff. They got to pay them back. They buy shares of them. I mean, it's a it's a mess when you're first coming up. You're not guaranteed a ton of money. No, and there's a lot of other good players. And you could get hurt. Sure. You could have a car accident. Have a bad six months. But, I mean, stuff happens, yeah. right? I mean, you know, you could. So. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's a topic. Maybe it's not. We'll talk later. But just something that is uh, popping up in the uh, in the sports world as of last night. He's by far the biggest headliner in the uh, in the event here coming up soon for uh, for that uh, for that tour. Are you on Johnny Depp Amber Heard verdict watch? I, I'm not. I I didn't watch any of it. I 
I'll be honest, I've only caught what's come across social media, and I know it's not an accurate representation of the case. So I know I, I don't even feel like I know anything that's real yeah. about the case. The only time I've listened, I, I've listened because I watch, I mean, I listen to Reasonable Doubt. Sure. So if Garagos and Corolla and them talk about it, I'll listen to it. I'm, I'm not particularly interested, but I've, I've heard that part. I think for me, it's my lack of pop culture okay. stuff. You know, I, I don't really, I, I didn't have any impressions of Johnny Depp before this, and I don't know that I knew who Amber Heard was. So it didn't matter right. to me much. It didn't stick in your head? No. Okay. Uh, we will be back with you tomorrow. Some content at rebelgrove.com as the day moves on. Again, we'll be on Weather Watch a little bit. Again, Ole Miss leaving uh, Mississippi today, headed to Coral Gables for what is scheduled as a first pitch for Friday at 6 o'clock. But we'll see where that, uh, we'll see where that goes as uh, the tropical depression is hitting the uh, South Florida area. So hope all of you have a wonderful day. Back with you tomorrow. Take care, and we'll talk to you again soon.